and that's a proper introduction to episode 145 with <laughs> Jessica, uh, a, a fellow friend with feathers. Jessica, you want to say hi to everybody? Yeah, hi. Um, I'm Jessica, and um, I'm here with Rainy today. Um, hello. <laughs> so, because uh, I know we 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 went over everything literally at the beginning of the show here, chatted with you. I learned a lot about Rainy. Uh, for the audience who doesn't know, what is Rainy? Uh, she's a crossover Quaker parrot, um, and she is. There have actually been questions on Reddit about what kind of bird she is because nobody can recognize her as a Quaker. Um, well, not nobody. Some people can, but <laughs> less people than would recognize like a blue or a green, a green Quaker. Um, and so she's very beautiful and very cheeky, um, just like Quaker parrots are. <laughs> yeah. Because the the one thing that's that struck me really really early on was because it was a it was a photo I think you you titled it like just smiles or something like that and I was like why is there a selfie on this parrot page and then I saw in your hair this <laughs> this very beautifully like pristine white Quaker and then uh, I checked out the other photo that you had she's got that very Quaker beak but her feetsies are uh, like. <laughs> It's almost like they just basically go, all right, let's take everything about a Quaker, but just on the tips, we're going to give her the, the blue stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, tell me kind of, uh, I, since we're, we're she's finally calmed down for some reason, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> why don't we rewind time here? Because uh, this is Feather and Friends. I'd like to find out how folks got interested in birds. So Jessica, how did your adventure into having a Feathered Friend start? Uh, so when I was growing up, uh, my mom had a mated pair of laughing doves, which, um, they're, I'm honestly not sure if they're the same as turtle doves or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but their, their hallmark feature is that they do laugh. Um, <laughs> and so they were super sweet. One of them was uh, like really timid and feminine. And then the other one, the male was like crazy. And um, he had this, uh, this crooked beak that like whenever he ate seed would just go all over the place, mm -hmm. just all over the room. Um, and I don't really think he was doing it. Well, he was probably partially doing it on purpose, but a lot of it was the beak. And that was like, it was just such a, a feature that like, was telling of his personality. Um, but they both liked to, just like Rainy, they both liked to like sit on people's heads and um, fly around and be weird. Um, and they both lived to be about 26 years old. Nice. So we had those two. Um, well, that was one of them. The other one was around like 19 or 20, I think, because she passed while I was in high school. But for the most part, um, my whole upbringing, they were around. And um, so that was, you know, it, I feel like there aren't very many people that grow up with birds that don't turn into bird lovers when they're older. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I kind of just carried that with me for a while. And then honestly, I, uh, I caught on with the whole bird meme 
trend. Yep, yep. And I saw like a lot of videos and pictures and people talking about their birds and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of do love birds though. Um, <laughs> so I kind of started doing some research into um, Quakers and love birds and just um, like bird husbandry in general. Um, and I couldn't get one for a while because I was kind of like for a long time, just in between living situations. Cause I had a weird family dynamic and I didn't have very much money and you know how it is for millennials. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, I want to stop you real fast for those of us who don't know, can you explain animal husbandry? Um, so it's basically just, um, actually, you know, participating in the bird's life, like as their companion in a companionship, um, because a lot of people get animals and then they don't really do anything with them, um, yeah. which drives me nuts, especially with birds that just need so much attention and enrichment and like variants in their diet. And like, you have to watch certain things with their health, like really closely. And there's all these things and people just keep birds and don't take them out of their cages or interact with them, like hardly at all. Um, but with, you know, I use that term because it's like just the, the active participation and taking responsibility for your animal's life. Um, yeah. we, uh, I, I do zoom meetings for my job and like, uh, one of the, one of the guys that I work with, he's, he's big in animals too, but he's more like dogs and cats and, and like he's had livestock before. And mm -hmm. I thought, I think somebody brought up the, the term husbandry and like half of the zoom meeting was like, what the hell is that? And well, <laughs> that just, that just means taking proper care of your animals. That's essentially yeah. what it is. But yeah. okay. So, uh, you, you're, you're a typical millennial. Like I am, you're, you're broke. Your living situation is weird. Um, <laughs> My question, my, ne my next question to you then is, is out of all the birds that you could have chose from, why were you like Quakers? I, I want me a Quaker or love bird. Um, so something that's appealing about Quakers is that um, they're kind of like a big parrot in a little parrot's package. Um, <laughs> it's been reported. I don't know how true this is. So take it with a grain of salt. But I have read that they have the same um, intelligence level as African greys do. So that's the same level of enrichment that they're supposed to have. And mm -hmm. um, with animals, like I grew up with dogs too. And so I'm kind of used to like companionship and just like back to the husbandry thing. It's, it's way more like sharing your life with the animal instead of owning the animal. Um, and she's trying to get out of her cage right now. <laughs> um, maybe I'll take her out in a minute. But um, anyway, so Quakers, they're just like, they're quirky and friendly. And um, this one actually is really easygoing compared to the other ones that I've seen. Um, and they're, they're also super trainable because they're so smart. Um, and also, I don't want kids. And I feel like this is the closest thing to like, having a kid without actually having one. <laughs> I feel um, and she's just, you know, she's just my buddy. Yeah. Blue, uh, blue is with the intelligence thing. I, I was about, uh, I was about a tail feather away from actually adopting an African gray before I met Helios. 
and uh, I was gonna uh, the African greys. I read up on I read up on like a lot of different type of types of birds, and one thing I have noticed is that blue will actually pick up on a lot of things like uh with the step up the more that i would engage with him like he grumbles step up he does the simpsons rabble uh you know give me kiss like he's picked up in a lot of it helios i know sun conyers aren't really known for talking but it's always interesting because blue's picked up on things a thousand times faster than helios does you know and it's always interesting because I, I never realized i would yell the term spin your butt uh, to to somebody and blues picked that up to where if he's sitting at my tv incorrectly <laughs> i'm like spin your butt bud and he turns around and it's kind of cool so yeah i feel you <laughs> so um now that we've narrowed it down you're like all right cool great i i want a, a quaker because they're a big bird in a, in a little package how did you find rainy so it's kind of funny. Um, so I also work for a nuisance wildlife control company. Okay. Um, and so it's a really long story, but essentially um, I started working at a different company in the same arena um, that, so that was where I met my boyfriend and we're actually working together again in the same field, which I think is really funny. Um, nice. But while I was working there, um, wow, I'm, I'm starting way, way off. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. uh, so I started working for this company. I liked it, but our boss was really weird, essentially. Um, and so I quit and then um, my boyfriend Scott also quit, but he trained this guy um, that we both like adored as soon as we met him and he was gonna be Scott's replacement. And he stayed there for about probably six or seven months before he was like, mm, I don't like this company. <laughs> I don't like it here. Um, and he was like their best technician, uh, wildlife control operator. Um, and so he left and started his own business. And then he got a hold of us and he was like, hey, you should come on board. We were like, okay. Um, and we both love it. It's awesome. Um, but so, Bobby is his name and he's just like super hospitable and wonderful. Um, and he was getting a quaker and um, I had lost Chi Chi, um, my love bird. And um, he was there to, you know, when it happened, I was like, hey, come over. <laughs> like <laughs> this just happened. I. Like I didn't, I didn't know who to call, but he came over and talked and gave hugs and just was, was there for it all. And, um, and then later on he was like, you should get a Quaker cause I'm getting a Quaker. Um, cause he, he got one for, uh, his daughter and his Quaker's name is Pup. Um, and he's like way more mischievous than Rainy. Um, but yeah, he's like super, super into the idea of me getting a Quaker and he ended up paying most of her adoption fee. Damn. Um, so, you know, I went and, I went and hung out with the Quakers, um, a few times and I was actually eyeballing their al albino at first. Okay. Um, but she was super skittish and like not super into me and I was like, okay, you know, I get it. Um, and, uh, so... I kind of just picked up Rainy one day. They have a setup where they uh, 
they have their bird room where like everybody's in a cage, but each um, cage of birds get, gets to hang out in like this open play area in the middle of the room that's like lifted off the ground and it's a really cool setup. Okay. And so you can just go up to them and like ask to handle them and they'll hand them to you. And so I picked her up and she was just kind of like, hey, you know, super chill, just looking at me. Uh, I'm like, hmm, you're interesting. Um, and then uh, honestly, the only thing off, off the top of my head that I remember from when I was first getting to know her at the shop was she was hanging out on my shoulder and uh, just like vibing. And she tried to move and um, she fell. And uh, I was wearing, I guess it was like a long sweater that day and she fell and then she just like clung to the sweater before she hit the ground. And I was like, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Um, but she just like latched onto me. Um, if not from the first day, like once I had been there two or three times to go and see her, she was, we were pretty good friends already. Um, and so I went to the shop to see her at least twice a week um, after I put down her deposit. Um, and like, I was just so looking forward to seeing her every day. And it was so cool when I got to bring her home. And I really liked doing it that way because once she came home, she already knew who she was going to be around and who she was going to be spending her time with. Okay. Cause I was so, like, that's, that's kind of interesting that you, you put a deposit down on her, you paid for her. And then how long was it before you got to take her home? Um, it was about three or four weeks because I had to wait until she was paid off in full. Oh, okay. Um, but also she wasn't fully weaned yet. So she wasn't ready to go home. Oh. Um, so it was those, those two things that um, they were still taking care of her as a chick. And then she became mature enough to come home. And then shortly after we paid her off. So, so you, you got her as a baby, baby. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Okay. She's still, she's still kind of a baby. <laughs> How old is she now? Um, it hasn't been very long since I got her actually. So I think she was born, she was born two days after me. So she was born July 5th of this year. Um, so she's like four months. She, wow she's still a, a wow okay i didn't all right that's uh that's that's still super super young jesus yeah <laughs> yep she's <laughs> and she's still really trainable too at that age so well i mean blue is uh if i remember correctly blue is now eight because i've had him for i want to say six or seven years and I adopted him when he was maybe eight months to a year old. The guy didn't really know. The guy didn't ha have a name for him. Uh, I randomly found Blue on Craigslist back when you could still actually purchase things legitimately on Craigslist. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, I, I need to get rid of my bird, surgery, blah, 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 blah. And it was, it was for an old bird. I've told the story a thousand times in the podcast. But, yeah, basically I, I walked in. 
the the guy just was not treating him like like you were saying the husbandry wasn't very well and i just said yeah i didn't choose to have you today but i am adopting you right now and yeah love at first sight so <laughs> oh that's great yeah, it's it's funny that you mention um, not like oh get him getting to know you and blah 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 because when I adopted Helios, I uh, I had to drive like two and a half three hours to Milwaukee, which is where the sanct- the avian sanctuary was, and I basically had Helios put his beak to the back of my neck. He basically told me you're in charge. I'm I'm not afraid Aww. around. Pe-. Yeah, like he gave me all that trust, and I was like, all right, here's my card. Run it, whatever it costs. I'm taking you home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I came home with a sun conure. <laughs> well, that's how it goes, you know, when you know, you know. Yeah. Now, how long did you quarantine Rainy for, or did you not really have to do that? Um, no, I didn't have to. With uh, with Chi-Chi, it was, it was pretty much a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he, I had actually just taken him to the vet, which was a huge gut punch i was taking him to the vet like three days before he passed um so yeah i didn't need to quarantine or anything um but and you know with the bird community i get really cautious about mentioning certain things but Mm. i did reuse chi chi's cage but we say i like sanitized it at least three times over um just i know how important that is um so you know i just like blasted it with water and <laughs> not just water uh we use simple green yeah for that kind of thing so that's yep. that's what we used and um just like made sure it was squeaky clean um for rainy she's doing good in there she likes it and um i have a rope perch in there for her and she's got a little hammock that she sleeps in and She's got it made. You know, uh, I use a, I have a, like a half horsepower uh, pressure washer that I use to clean the boys' cage. Nice. Yeah, pretty much just take it outside. Uh, depending upon how dirty it is, I spray it down with Simple Green, let it soak for a second. <laughs> just turn on the pressure washer and go. And and I do that, at, you know, every every month or so. So, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. And to, to me, it's always really weird because, like, you hear about uh, the, the folks on there, like, oh, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like... Yeah, Helios tried to break his cage day one of quarantine to to snuggle with Blue, and like, like I kid you not, like I just they were freaking out, and I was like, fine, you guys want to hang out? Let's see what happens. And I was ready to pull you know beaks apart, ready to get bit, and literally yeah. within thirty minutes of bringing Helios home, Blue and them, Blue and Helios are cuddling, they're printing each other, and they've been inseparable for the last like six seven years. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so I'm like, how, like, where do people find these birds where it's like they got a quarantine? Because I've never, I've never had that issue. It's always just been love at first sight, and they've been best friends. That's great, though. I think uh, depending on the species, it can be, well, depending on the species and how, uh, how old they are, mm-hmm. it can be iffy when you introduce another bird. That's what I've heard. I've never heard, I've never had two birds at the same time. But um, I plan to at some point, not anytime soon, but. Oh, I got you. you. um, Yeah. So I kind of keep an eye out for that kind of advice when I see it. Um, But yeah, that's great. That's so good to hear. 
I, I used to have three, and then uh, Blue decided to sexually mature at about uh, the age of, like, like I, like I was saying, he's, he's like, eight or, or something now. I know they're supposed to be sexually mature at, like, two, but he decided mm-hmm. to just be a man at, like, age six or something like that. <laughs> and, like, they started fighting over the female, and the female could have cared less about both of them, really. She, she was like, I love you both. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I, I came down to the two boys. <laughs> And it was just always weird because I'm like, shouldn't they be fighting? And I thought they were all good to go for a little while. But yeah, no, no bueno. Uh-huh. Now, you, you said you keep a Rainy caged. Um, does Rainy pretty much have free flight? Can she do whatever she wants to do during the middle of the day when you're home? So um, she's in my office. We're in my office room right now. Okay. Because um, I work from home. And so... Uh, this was my plan before we moved in because it's a two bedroom. And um, so we're using this as my office. And then um, she's got a, uh, like a, a big stand that her cage sits on. It's not just like on a table or something. Um, Scott actually custom built this for the cage. Nice. Um, and then he put like some branches under it on the, on the pedestal that she can hang out on when she's outside of the cage. And so she kind of, uh, at least, so I would like to keep her outside of the cage all day while I'm working, mm-hmm. but um, she's still figuring out what is and isn't okay behavior. Uh, um, so I've been trying to kind of do short-term experimentation between like, okay, if this doesn't work, what's, what's the next thing that I can try? Um, and so I've been doing timeouts to start, um, and, uh, which I've heard can work. So, um, so basically I, uh, I usually for that, I'll just put her on her perch and then ignore her for a few minutes. And then sometimes like if it's the second offense, I'll just put her back in her cage or sometimes she wants to go back in her cage to eat. So and she just like, she eats her veggies all day long. She, she almost like doesn't even care about her pellets. So she'll like, I think sometimes she just acts like a brat so she can go back in her cage and eat. <laughs> <Such a brat>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of back and forth, but I'm in here for eight hours a day. So, mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't seem to have a problem with the back and forth. Um, yeah. So on work days, right now I only work three days a week. Um, so any other day, I just kind of try to, I, I do set aside some time to spend with her on those days too, obviously. And then, um, just when I'm not just pop my head in here and see how she's doing. Um, she's kind of like, she's so happy to spend time with me, but she's kind of independent. And I think that has a lot to do with what I was saying earlier about the window. Because mm-hmm. as soon as the window opens, she just like she just likes to scream at the world and like make all her little noises. And and my boyfriend and I have noticed too that she'll just like talk under her breath to herself. Oh yeah. It's so funny. But like she she just can entertain herself for hours just singing and yelling and whatever other weird noises she's making but even still you know I pop my head in and check up on her and um the other like the other day um (laughs) I came in here I had like a really long day because um I just I just finished I I'm in school by the way so 
I just finished an eight week drawing class um, the other day. I like just CAD drawing or? What? Like CAD drawing or like just artist drawing? Um, Just, just drawing on paper, oh. like just charcoal and graphite, um, lots gotcha, of gotcha. real life, not figure drawing. Um, but yeah, so I just finished that up and I was so exhausted at the end of that day because that class went until six o'clock every Friday mm -hmm. and, um, or no Thursday. So I came home and I just bought a rug for this room too, cause it's hardwood. And so I walked in here and just like got her out of the cage and laid down on the rug with her. <laughs> and she's totally happy, like pretty much whatever I want to do. She's like, yeah, like she'll lay down with me. She'll hang out on my shoulder. She'll just like, talk with me you know she's very flexible and but bottom line is i spend as much time with her as possible um and that's going to be even easier in the week in the winter because missouri winters are pretty brutal and i'm gonna want to stay home anyway oh, but for sure. for sure i already find myself wanting to stay home with her a lot of the time so well, it, it's funny that you mentioned that she just talks out the window and stuff like that because the boys, uh, Blue, like I was mentioning earlier, he'll go into the bathroom and just start talking. Just <laughs> sit, sit on top of the shower rod and just come here, step up, give me a kiss. And then he does the what I call the South Park Rattlers. And he just does that. And, I, and it's weird because Blue and Helios, they're bonded, 100% bonded. Uh, you know, they, I, you know, I've always wondered, you know, do birds speak? if there are two different species, do they speak the same language? And I think over time they've learned each other's languages, but it's so weird. Cause like blue will hear Helios go, where are you? And blue's like where I normally am in the bathroom. And so it's just this constant weird mumble that I hear from the bathroom of just <laughs> random words. And then Helios is like, where are you? And Helios and blue are free, fl free, free flighted. So they can fly Helios. He's not very good at it because he's, oh. Well, he's 21, and I, I adopted him when he was 15 or si 15 to 17, and I think he was caged his entire life. Aww. Yeah, and I think he was living with a hoarder because a lot of the times when like I bust out a trash can or like I, I throw stuff away, he loses his mind. Aww. Yeah, so I don't ever cage them. They don't have a cage that they go to. They have a hidey hole where they can go to sleep uh, because I'm a gamer. I've got a lot of brilliant bright colors so they can get away into a dark spot i know it's probably a bad idea but whatever but like mm -hmm. he can still fly he can do everything blue can he's just a little bit slower and i'm like just go yeah. hang out with blue in the bathroom so you're not screaming while i'm trying to talk to people <laughs> on the phones and so yeah i i feel you on that they like literally if i could show you their cage sits right next to my workstation so they are mm -hmm. constantly on me and uh, <laughs> one thing I will say is if, if Rainy is anything like a Quaker parrot, um, she is going to get extremely curious. Uh, so oh, be yeah. prepared when, when her flight uh, feathers grow out and she is confident <laughs> in flying. Just get ready for it. Get ready. Because I was thinking about putting perches all over the house like you, but my TVs are the perches for the boys. And I just a little, <laughs> little bit of water, a little bit of tr uh, you know green, and just clean, clean it every other day. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the bird poop doesn't even bother me. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, my Scott and I are both bird people, and so good. yeah, so both of us are just completely desensitized to it. Um, yeah, and also, uh, I know that they're like 
they're honestly Quakers are honestly kind of like crows in like they just like the shiny stuff and like the interesting shaped stuff mm -hmm. and like whatever looks different than what they normally see you know um and it's so funny so she was doing that kind of thing when like she was at the shop and when I first brought her home but she hasn't really shown much of that since then um, it'll probably come back, <laughs> uh, but I took her to the vet, um, for her checkup a few days after I brought her home Yeah, and, um, I was sitting with her, they, they ran some tests on her while I was there. Okay. And so the vet left the room to go and run those tests and about, Five to 10 seconds after he left, she snagged my nose ring out of my nose. <laughs> and I'm just like, right now, really? And so yeah. it was way too dramatic because he left the room and I'm like, oh, I'm at the vet's office. And I'm like, can I get a little help in here? Like, I didn't know what else to do. And uh, he ran in and he's like, what possibly could have happened since I just left? <laughs> And I just yeah. told him and he's like, okay, got it out of her mouth. Everything's fine. Well, like uh, Helios, I don't know what it was, but he started like all of my, my hoodie strings, right? Nothing mm -hmm. is safe. Those are not safe. If it's a shiny little metallic zipper, he will go after it. And Blue was like, oh, I can chew on those. And so all of my hoodies now uh, have no, no hoodie strings because of the two of them. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. They do like those things. Uh, I, uh, I had a, I had them both clipped once when I was, when Pokemon go was a big thing. And I remember sitting outside by uh, a little pond that we had, they were hanging out with me and some lady was like, Oh my God, you have a Quaker and walked up and, uh, she had one of those Jade bracelets on her or whatever like that. And mm -hmm. first thing he went for is just like, I got to bite that. And so, oh, yeah. yep. Yeah, they, they like their shinies and uh, get a good sturdy nose ring is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I guess um, you've you only had you've only had Rainy for a little while. I, I want to because I know you told me you're, you're OK with talking about it. I do want to touch base with your little mango Chi Chi. How long did you have Chi Chi for? Um, it was about a year and a half. It wasn't very long. Okay. And uh, he he was a baby when I got him, and it was Aww. just, yeah, it was probably the worst week of my life was when he passed. It was really horrible. Um, but you know, now I'm I'm just kind of like you know, people will say um, they never really leave you, but I feel like that's especially true with birds. Um, I don't really know what it is, but it's just like I you know, obviously I remember him, um, having rainy is really helpful because he used to do the same thing where he would just like yell out the window, um, <laughs> and stuff like that. Just like little similarities. Um, yeah. and it's just like, I got to spend that time with him. And also I've, I've, he's not the only bird that I've been close to that's passed. Um, and the way I always approach it is they, as far as the, that bird knew, you know, that was, that was the bird's entire life. And as far as he knew, 
it wasn't cut short. You know what I mean? So he had that little, you know, sometimes it's referred to as a little infinity. It's like, there's nothing beyond that. Um, Like as far as at least like life on earth goes. Um, Mm. So, you know, he, he had his life and I really wish it could have been longer, but you know, that's just the way it is. That's why I actually adopted Harley. Uh, my cake or however you pronounce that he was 25 unbeknownst to me he had seizures right like i i found out one day when he fell off one of his perches that that's kind of weird to just fall off a perch that many times and yeah i uh, took him to the vet and the vet's like yeah he he needs uh uh this medication what flavor does he want i was like what flavor <laughs> and he's like yeah we got this this is and the doc was like i can give him pina colada too i was like well i mean he's 25 so give him some pina colada and uh <laughs> Yeah, when you say that they they never really leave, uh, I adopted Blue to give the old man some new life. You know, the young buck with the, with the old bull, and Blue fell in love with with Harley. They were they were best friends, and it was a, about the same with you and Chi-Chi, Where like a year to the day that I adopted Harley, he passed away from from a seizure that he was having, and uh, you know I flushed the system. But the old man, man, like every day he had an apple slice. He, you know basically anything and everything I could do to enrich his life for those yeah. final years. Cause he was a senior. I did. And half the reason why I got Helios was because blue just looks super fucking sad one day. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, you need a buddy. I'm going to Milwaukee. Aww. And now I've had these two idiots for a long time. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. What is, uh, what is one thing that I guess, uh, because we've been trading stories here. What I, I want to ask you about this husbandry thing, because I, I really like the way that you approach taking care of Rainy. What is one thing you wish people would stop doing as bird owners? Stop doing? Yeah. Um, maybe. Hmm. That's a really big question. <laughs> it's a I, good question. I mean, I can I can answer first here for you. Uh, I wish I wish they would stop saying a good owner never gets bit. I call bullshit on that. I've never heard that. That's ridiculous, though. Every, every once in a while, that pops up where it's like, oh yeah, a good bird owner will never get bit. And it's like I've been bit a thousand times for no reason. Like Blue will be uh, munching on one of my my hoodie feathers, or like yesterday he was munching on one of the uh, little spherical things where where it comes through, cause just munching away. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, "Hey, buddy, I love you," and I gave like I gave him a little kiss, and he looked at me weird. And he went back to it. I was like, "All right, be a dick," and then he just bit me in the cheek. <laughs> just he bit me in the cheek, and then he looked at me. He's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "You're gonna go back to your cage. That's what's gonna happen." And wings are especially yeah. moody too. Oh god, it flips on a dime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's Quaker. That's that's one thing I wish that they would stop doing is just stop saying a good bird owner never gets bit. Right. Banana sandwich on that. So. And so one thing is, I think we did touch on this earlier and it's kind of anomalous to your question. Yeah. But I wish people would stop getting birds when they don't understand birds, at Mm. least some basic level of just the attention that they need and how their brains work and just that it's it's a real commitment i mean people do the same thing with with dogs and dogs need plenty of enrichment and exercise and some people you know and training just basic training and 
some people just think, oh, well, I can just get a dog and have a dog. It's the same thing with birds. And um, I always refer to it as um, they treat birds like furniture, mm -hmm. like just a cool thing to have in your house that you like say hi to sometimes and like feed only bird seed or only pellets and like never any fresh food and you know don't don't put any effort into you know any of that um like I've seen that so many times I just had a friend that was telling me that um his aunt has an African gray that just like never just always stays in his cage never gets any attention mm -hmm. and, but he was telling me whenever he goes over there he always like he said he's a musician so he plays music for her he like goes in there and plays his guitar and talks to her and um he wants to work on helping his aunt rehome him and everything um so you know i just wish i don't understand when people get birds and just like think like like, you know, they at least know that a bird is built to fly. And mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, I really, you know, I would never keep a bird because I don't want to keep them from flying. And it's like, you don't have to if, if you're going to be a committed bird owner, you know? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is um, I wish people, especially just like the greater community, is what this applies to, but I wish people would stop making all or nothing statements about how birds yes. are cared for. Yes. Like if you don't do this one, th like if you just like to pull something out of thin air, this isn't a real example, but like hypothetically somebody could be like, cause I was just researching this. Um, somebody could like this is even like, I feel crazy for even researching it, but I was looking for um, what type of water to give her. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, but I've been giving her tap water, but I used to give Chi Chi distilled. And I was like, well, I'll probably do that again because my bird's just gonna be fancy mm -hmm. um, at the very least. Um, but you know, with that kind of question, somebody could be like, oh, you know, there are heavy metals in the tap water that you don't want to give your bird. And I've even read, like, I read a long time ago that you're not supposed to give them spring water. Um, and just like stuff like that, people are just like, yeah, if you, if you don't give them the right kind of water, then they're going to die. And um, it's just inevitable, you know, like people will make all or nothing statements all the time. And I think part of what it is, is that sometimes people don't know what got their bird sick or what caused their bird to pass away and so they just attach it to like you know they overthink and they're like oh it must have been this thing i didn't didn't think about you know yeah. um and then they go spreading it like you know i mean everything is just about everything is debated in the bird community and people really like to act like they're the authority on do's and don'ts of keeping a bird and it's like you know just use your instinct do your research you know mm -hmm. you'll probably be fine um isn't isn't distilled water like just like nothing water where there's like nothing in it yeah yeah it, it's just purified water okay but I'm, I'm pretty sure i did see people saying not to use distilled and i'm like okay well because well, like it I, I don't remember why i was looking this up but i did 
where I was like, can I drink to like, if I drink distilled water, will I be fine? And I remember a lot of folks were like, I mean, you could do it for a little bit, but there's legitimately nothing in distilled water. So it's, it's mm-hmm. almost like a, it's, it's almost a negative because for you to digest it or something stupid, like it actually takes away from you digesting it. I was like, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, there's, there's a positive with that, but there's a negative. So I was like, that's, that's kind of weird, but I, yeah, I, uh, I just couldn't imagine having to buy bottles of water all the time for my bird though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm I'm just personally weird about water. Mm-hmm. I don't like to drink tap water personally, so I guess like I'm anthropomorphizing a little bit with her. Like she doesn't <laughs> want tap water. Yeah. <laughs> if if it makes you feel any better, I can't drink straight water anymore either, so don't worry about it. Ah. <laughs> uh. That, that that that's it that's it yeah the, the all or nothing statements always always really get me i i definitely hate the all or nothing statements um what is if 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 i could just give you a blank check just say hey jessica go book wild what bird are you gonna get and and uh and why um so to preface this scott is a falconer Okay. Um, so we talk about, even just earlier today, we were talking about what kind of animals do we want in the future? We have that conversation like once or twice a week. So um, we want to get an owl someday. Okay. Um, but today we were talking about crows and we actually, um, when we were working together at the um, the other wildlife center, we got to rehabilitate a crow, um, which was really cool. So seems really fun to, to have a crow. Um, we also rehabilitated an owl, actually. Um, it was okay. a, um, Eastern screech owl that, um, don't they, don't they sound like someone's dying when they scream? She didn't make any noise. Okay. Um, I mean, they do, but I've never heard it. So it's, it's scary at three in the morning. I'm yeah. <laughs> we were, we were called out to uh, some, some mischievous noise by the canine unit uh, when I was in the, in the air force active duty. And I rolled out, me and my partner get out flashlights on and we're like, we hear nothing. And then we legitimately hear like a scream, like someone's dying. Yeah. And, uh, we turned back to the, the patrol car, grabbed our M4s. And then we, we started to push out and then we realized that's a wide open field out there. There's nothing. And then uh, they were like, oh, yeah, that's probably an owl. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, oh, good to know. I'm wide awake now. <laughs> yep. Sounds right. But, yeah, we uh, we would really like to get an owl one day. Um, kind of in the near future, probably in the next few years, we would do that. Um, and we still have to look at the regulations and everything, but we should be able to pull it off. Um, and an owl would be free flighted because neither of us could like handle keeping an owl in a cage. Like that's just not mm-hmm. gonna work. Um, so, you know, we're gonna do a lot of research in the next few years and see what happens. Um, the first bird that I, personally cared for was actually a great horned owl um her name was Charmin and she um was an imprint 
um, from somewhere in southern Missouri, I think. Um, during the pandemic, there was a family that like just got to know these owls that lived near their house, which was like in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, and they would just come by for food and like cuddle and get scritches and um, and so they uh, they couldn't let them hang around anymore because um, I think they got chickens is what it was. So they were okay. afraid of the owls getting the chickens. So um, the company Scott and I were originally working for ended up taking her and uh, I would be the one that went out and checked on her and fed her dinner every night and, you know, hung out with her the way that, um, you know, an imprinted bird needs to uh, have that kind of time devoted. Yeah, the social social socialization. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was a big deal for her. So. Awesome. Well, it it uh, so you, you now I'm I'm kind of curious because you you said your job is what again? Um. So. I work for a nuisance wildlife control company in St. Louis, um, and we do um, a bunch of services for problems that I didn't know existed before I started at this other company. Mm -hmm. um, so, do you actually make the house calls? Then I take it. I don't. I'm I'm in the office. I'm the office manager. Oh, um, okay. But okay. the guys in the field are doing um trapping and exclusion so most of what we do is bats raccoons and squirrels and uh raccoon all three are really notorious for invading people's attics mm -hmm. uh which i i had no idea about that yeah. so, <laughs> but i'm plenty familiar with it now yeah uh, so um because yeah. um, it's like, how, went, how does Jessica work from home? But she does nuisance wildlife control. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she like Aquaman out there? Like, hey, get out of the attic, squirrel. <laughs> no, I uh, I do like our social media marketing. And um, nice. I'm working on like enhancing our website. And um, I manage the wildlife control operator's schedule um and send the guys out to like check traps and do emergency removals and stuff like that um among like a bunch of other weird random stuff depending on the day for for the social media stuff uh i, I did that for a student loan company for about a year and a half um people online are nuts aren't they <laughs> yeah they are yeah yeah she gets it <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, because you do a lot of this stuff, do you use a program called Canva at all? Canva. Um, I don't. Okay. Um, so do you use it? I do. That's actually how the vast majority of my graphics are created. Uh, a lot of the, like, the thumbnails, a lot of just basically anything uh, that you basically see, like uh, – the, the the photo for feathers and friends i base that's a that's an actual photo of me and the the crew but everything else was based off of canva that i imported it on so oh cool yeah 
I was just kind of curious because I was going to pick your brain. I like I'm still wildly new to Canva and I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. So, yeah, I uh, I designed our business cards a while ago and that was one of the websites I looked at for it. But I'm just incredibly picky and I looked at like five or six mm-hmm. websites for like business card templates um, and I just didn't like any of them. So, <laughs> so I ended up building them from scratch uh, and they turned out very well. But um, yeah, Canvas seems like a really use, useful uh, platform. I just am so darn picky. <laughs> like it's it's worked out quite well for what I do. And I because I have become proficient enough in it, uh, I feel like it works out exceptionally well. I don't pay for the yearly subscription. Uh, the The guy who runs the NFL podcast that I'm a co-host on, he's he basically gave me a free license to run wild with it. So thank you, Mark, for that. But yeah, it's it's one of those that it's just it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's very easy, and they've got a lot of free templates that I can just oh I like that copy paste oh and adjust this to my colors and boom add the yeah. two things I like and I'm done. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, uh, nerded out there for two seconds. <laughs> um, so we, we are at about uh, we are at about that that time where I like to ask Jessica, are you ready to help some random people on the internet with their questions? As well as I can. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want. Uh, I, I've told this to folks before. Like, I don't want a PC answer. Don't play it safe. Th- these are people asking the internet for assistance, and sometimes uh, their stories may or may not be made up. So I, I like to go a little, a little crazy sometimes with the answers to try to help them out. So feel free to cool. let loose here. Uh, so I have one, two, three, four, five. I have uh, six actually up right now, uh, in in good fashion here. Which one do you want to start off with? One through six. Um, let's do four. Let's do four right off the bat. All right. So, uh, we, we have Adno3061 asking us, is my girlfriend having a guy friend, a red flag? My girlfriend, who is an 18 year old female and I, a 19 year old male have been dating for a few months. She has a guy friend who is 20, uh, who she met online, who stays in a different country before we got together. He visited her and they did stuff. Uh, I guess they had some bedroom fun. After he went home, they still continue to talk. All their conversations are pretty typical ones about politics and et cetera uh, from what I've seen, but this still bothers me. She also has another guy friend who's less per- prominent in the story. Is it a red flag that she has a guy friend that she's done stuff with, and then she also has another dude uh, who constantly tries to hit her up as a, as a booty call? Yeah, it's probably a red flag. Um, I mean, (laughs) it's not to say that like if you've had that type of relationship with somebody before, you can't still be friends. So like, as long as you trust her to like not do it again. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, it's like I kind of don't get... um, I don't know if, if this person is like jealous or what's going on or like, you know, if, if they just want to make sure that it's a safe situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't really think it makes sense to be like jealous of somebody your partner is talking to. Cause you know, if your partner doesn't want to do anything, then they won't, you know? 
Yeah. Um, and you got to have that discretion of like, okay, you know, are the boundaries of this relationship being respected? Are they not? Maybe it's time to part ways if they're not. Um, but, you know, just trust your partner, um, have an open conversation about it. You know, I think that that sounds so obvious, but a lot of people just skip that part and they're like, what do I do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. I mean, like it, it, the the first guy is, is not really a problem for me because like, yeah, I, I'm friends with one of my exes, one of them. Uh, and that's, that's just because we're, we're decent friends, but like the second guy that, that constantly is hitting her up as a booty call, I would, mm-hmm. that's where I would be concerned a little bit and be like, all right, like how, you know, is this guy close enough to where they, they could hook up? Uh, you know, how does she handle that? situation because if she's handling it like exceptionally well where she just like doesn't respond to that she doesn't do anything where he's like hey tonight and she's just like she leaves it on red or whatever and then like we'll talk to him about other legitimate stuff like that's that's not a red flag for me but if she actively is like yeah let's go for it or like she'll she'll kind of like curtail the response it's all in how she responds to that second guy for me you know then okay that might be a red flag otherwise it just may be you know another one of the guy friends that she likes who just happens to 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 try to get with it her every so often so yeah i mean i would say too that um it depends on like if if he brings it up with her if he's like hey that's pretty weird if she's like oh don't worry about it he's just a friend like like knock it off or whatever that's a red flag but um, if she's like, yeah, this guy's kind of bothering me. I don't know why he's saying this. Like, you know, it's, mm. it depends on her reaction. Yeah. We're down to five. We're down to five now. Uh, one through five. What's the next one? Uh, let's skip back to one. Go to one. Uh, so one of the, one of the things that I will, uh, mention here, in, and I've probably said this before is I, these these r slash advice questions that people ask it's a lot of just dumb relationship stuff as well as you you find a gem every so often and i mm-hmm. think this is this is one of those gems that kind of crosses into that relationship friend uh gemmy stuff cuz my best friend is seeing my brother my brother told me yesterday that he's been going on secret dates with my best friend and i don't know how to react when he first told me i thought he was joking but it turned out to be true so now I just feel mad and betrayed because I expected it to hear it from my friend and not my brother. I expect her to trust me and tell me, uh, you know, what people she's talking to and going on dates. And now she wants to talk to me after finding out that they've been going out for a few weeks. I don't know if I'm overreacting or being a drama queen because I don't want them to think that. But I just feel really overwhelmed that my best friend would be the first one uh, to tell me and not just my brother and that it was a secret. Hmm. And that one fat by two three zero is is their name. So that's kind of a that's kind of a dope name. I love it. <laughs> um. So like, huh? Um. So I understand having those feelings that like that's kind of a weird thing to find out. Yeah. Um. But I also always personally not to say that it's like actually weird but i i find it weird when anybody is like concerned about who's dating who Mm -hmm. and i get that it's like it's different because it's a sibling and everything um but 
I don't know. I mean, it is kind of weird that he didn't tell him, right? I mean, not really. Uh, and and I'll I'll preface this with with two things here. Like, I I've had crushes on some of my friends' sisters before. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, it's weird to be like, hey, Tony. I find your sister, you know, Sydney to be smoking fucking hot. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, Hey, is your sister single? And then, cause like one, it's your buddy, but two, it's like their reaction is always kind of like, Whoa. Like, cause like they know that, you know, that they know like all like, yeah, it, it's this little cyclical cycle of like, I know that, you know, that I know. And you know, yeah. it, it's, so, yeah. I mean, if, if they wanted it to be like a big, like awesome thing and they wanted to just kind of be like, for sure, that's probably what they were just waiting for is to be like, do we really like each other? And is this going to be a serious thing before we approach you about it? Because they don't want to just be like, yeah, I'm fucking your brother, but uh, it's no good. So we, we broke yeah. up. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, how weird would that be? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel like I can really speak to that. Cause like, I mean, I don't have any siblings. So there's that. So I don't really know. Um, I do know that my boyfriend's brother ended up marrying um, his best friend's sister. Um, They just got married a couple months ago. And um, I think I remember Scott telling me that like they kind of had a similar situation, but eventually it was like things leveled out and Mm. everybody was, you know, happy for the situation and happy for each other. And, um, you know, it ended up being okay. You know, I think, I think there's the initial shock and that's like the biggest thing to get around. And then, if all goes well, it'll even out, you know? Yeah. I, I like, I, I, I like your answer a little bit better than mine. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just cause I'm biased and you're my guess. Um, we are down to four, Jessica, where are we going? Um, let's do three, three. So, uh, this is for just for, just for venting double O nine. Uh, I think my brother is an incel. My younger brother has been acting weird for a while. We are not close, but he used to be very polite when we hang out in the kitchen uh, for late night snacks. But now he's been making a lot of misogynistic remarks and uh, about me when we are together. His only excuse is that I am a woman, so his comments aren't offensive. I don't know how my brother became like this, and I don't want to know if there's anything I can do to make the misogyny disappear. Oof. Yeah. A little bit, a little Ooh, bit of a rough one. That would be a... Heck of a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they figure it out, uh, have them let me know. But <laughs> well, so I, I don't think oh. that he's like an incel just because he makes misogynistic remarks. Like I, like uh, there's yeah. there's a guy the my co-host Mark. He he can be very rough around the edges, and I also know this other guy that I did a podcast with where like I couldn't really tell if what was coming out of his mouth was true or if it was just for the lulls and mm-hmm. number one, he's your brother, me and my brothers, we've literally fist fought over the dumbest stuff in the world. So mm-hmm. maybe he's just picking on you. Maybe he's doing whatever, but like, if he's like this with other women, like let your bro know, be like, Hey, like this is going to score you a lot of hatred and you're going to go down a deep, dark path. Um, but if he's just giving you garbage to to be your brother, whether he's older or younger, or maybe he's going through puberty and just losing yeah. his mind. Yeah. I mean, 
I think what's strange is that it sounds like it just came out of nowhere. That's mm-hmm. super, super weird to me. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree. It does sound like he's just like trolling his sister. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if that's the case, then the best option is just to ignore it because like in a brother sister uh situation you know that's he's trying to get a rise out of you you know and that it's a cliche but that's i think that's the one place where it's true is between siblings so and i think rainy agrees with us on this (laughs) she's hanging from my hair right now I was wondering how she calmed down a little bit. I was like, she's probably out and about, isn't she? Oh yeah. That's she, she absolutely loves my hair. She loves to hang out on top of my head. Um, yeah, mm. it's she's, she's up there more than she's on my shoulder. Ah, yeah. Blue, uh, <laughs> the, the top, the top, the, the, I wear hats cause I'm bald. I, I shave my head. I've, I've been growing a widow's peak since I was like 25 I finally embraced it a few years ago, and I always wear hats. But blue, that little knot that's on the top of hats that, like, holds everything together, for some reason, he has to destroy that. So, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I I feel your pain on that. But, Jessica, we are down to three. What numbers are left? Uh, One, two, and three. I've just been eliminating them as we go. So there's three left. Oh, right. There are no set numbers. Gotcha. No. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Pick one through three. I, I literally just close it out of the window. I'm like, cool. There are three left. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do two. So dating a 17-year-old when uh, they're 21. So basically just the title. I live in Canada. Uh, present evidence 1128 says because... So no laws are being broken, but what I'm wondering is, do y'all think it's okay to be dating someone four years younger than you? She is 17 and lives uh, on her own, done high school and everything, so doesn't feel like she's a lot younger than me, but I don't know, used to always tell myself three years was the max, but this chick, man, dot, 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 I'm crazy about her first time I felt like this in years. I felt like I had to read it the way that he wrote it <laughs> to give you context because sometimes sometimes I'll clean these up to where I'm like all right like let's go for it and and then I'm just like ah oh, this sucks I got to like but no this uh this individual here you needed to hear how it was written got you so president president evidence is 21 uh, and he, he's 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 crazy about a 17-year-old girl uh, um I mean, I've got an answer if you if if you don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, I just it's a touchy subject, but Mm. um, I feel like there's like right in there between like seventeen through twenty one. There's like a little gray area right there Mm -hmm. because it's. I mean, that happened to me. Like, I was nineteen dating a twenty two year old or something something like that there was a pretty big age gap Mm. but um so it's just like I don't know how similar it is to like a 14 year old dating a 17 year old you know I don't know how similar that is it's like 
I mean, I would just say if he doesn't, if he feels like he needs to ask about it, then he needs to do some introspection and figure out himself, like what, what exactly is going on there. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it's funny that I found this question today because I was watching a, I was watching a, uh, a, a, a documentary on this, this 17 year old who tried to kill the wife of the guy that she was sleeping with. Uh, he was like 35 or something like that, owned a body shop. But if he had just waited six weeks till she turned 17, because this was back in like 1980s, it wouldn't have been illegal for them to spend the night together. And this was in Texas of all places. And I know that in Canada, the rules are vastly different all over the world. And and your 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 comment is right. Like if if you could walk the halls of a high school, I'd pretty much say go for it. Even if they're eighteen, and you know the girl that he's dating is sixteen. All right, I could see that. But the younger than that, all right, that's a bit of an issue. But number one, I don't feel like you're educated enough to be a, a real twenty-one-year-old with the way that you talk. <laughs> number two, if you already bring up that no laws are being broken, I'm. I'm with Jessica on this one where it's like she could be, but at also the point in time is like you make it a point to come out and say it. So you, you kind yeah. of feel like uh, it, it's like that kink where like folks are like, oh, no, don't open your blinds. And you're like, well, now I have to open them, you know, and it's their <laughs> thing that they really like. So I feel like it's just kind of his way of rubbing it in folks' faces. And I think that this is just somebody who's seeking attention. For, yeah, for it kind of does sake. sound like it. Um, yeah, a little bit. But the other thing is, I, I know I've done it where I don't, I don't think something through enough before I post it. <laughs> you know, and it's not, it's not just that. Like, it's not always that I don't think it through, but it's like there's more introspection that I can do about whatever it is. And then I put it out there and it's like, people will comment and I'm like, oh yeah, I probably would have thought of that if I wouldn't have put it directly on the internet. Um, <laughs> so have you ever there's written- a bunch of things that could be going on. Have you ever written a post and as you read it, you, you write it, you finish it, you clean it up and then you're like, oh, I got my answer. Cause you, you were able to work it out as you were trying to word it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the same reason journaling works for a lot of people too oh yeah oh yeah now uh we got we got two gems at the end here so i'm just okay i'm i'm, I'm, I'm gonna kick it off with uh with the uh i'm gonna save the second one for last because the, the title is the the username is appropriate but this one is called my mom uh, okay. Grad G21 says, I, a 17-year-old male, have a 38-year-old female mother who I love very much, She is, but she is a bit showy with her outfits and things she posts. I want to talk to her about it because it kind of makes stuff awkward for me when I bring my friends home and stuff, but at the same time, she can do whatever she wants, and I feel like I don't have the place to talk about what she does. What do I do, or do I do anything at all if I want to get in-depth? Uh, DM me. So, um, I really wish they would have explained why they used the descriptor showy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, cause I don't know if that means like, she's like dressing too young for her age, or she's like wearing a lot of bright colors. If she's posting like controversial political content, if she's like, 
I'm going to make the assumption that when he says a bit showy with her outfits and things she posts, it's kind of a combination of both. Because uh, I have a cousin who was a professional pole dancer, like would go gotcha. to, would go to Burning Man. And it, it like she would have some of those exotic dances where she would get erotic with things, but she would post shit on Facebook all the time. Like she's got a post up right now of just her in like a bikini and shit. And I'm like, that's cool that you're empowering yourself, you know, cousin. But like the same time, like, I don't want to see you spinning on a pole, you know, in in my, in my, uh, uh, what is that feed on Facebook? The, the, the whatever things that you can see, but I'm assuming that's what his mom is doing is that she's single and she's, Throwing herself out there for the thirst trap. Oh, he mentioned that she's single. That's right. That's kind of what I'm thinking is going on right now. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't explicitly say it, but I'm, I have a feeling that she's either A, single, or B, she's one of those, uh, like the last guy, who, who likes to throw themselves out there and gets off on knowing that other people enjoy what she posts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, older people are a trip. Um, <laughs> and... And they think the same thing about us. And um, my thing is kind of just like, as, I don't know if you're a millennial. Um, I'm 35. So you're like an elder millennial? Yeah, right? Like I'm on the cusp of it, yeah. I read gotcha. that somewhere the other day and I was sad to read that. Oh. <laughs> I was like, because all this time I'm like, yeah, I'm not a dumb millennial. And now I look at it I'm like, yeah, if you're 35, you're a millennial. I was like, shit. um well i am too so you're not alone but um well i mean it's not even that specific it's like the younger generation hates when the older generation is like hey knock it off you're being too whatever whatever they want to say and i feel like it goes both ways you know and especially with older people it's like they've lived a lot longer than you have like if it's his mom uh, she's lived a lot longer than he has, and she is old enough to know exactly what she's doing, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I would say, hey, I'm kind of like uncomfortable with what you've been posting or, you know, whatever, like kind of put it lightly and let her take it as, as she will. Don't go like, you know, hey, you need to cut this out or whatever. Um, Cause you know, she's a grown woman. Just say like, hey, I'm kind of uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, I uh, I I recently found out you can still be friends with people on Facebook, and if you block them from 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 seeing things on your your post, you you basically can still be friends with your mom on Facebook, but never see anything that they post. Yeah, and that and that's nice. But yeah, like if he wanted to approach her about it, I would literally just be like, "Mom, I'm 17. Hormones, stop posting that Hi. stuff. It's really really weird to see you." Cause like I'm flipping through Instagram, I'm seeing all my, you know, my classmates, the girls are looking good. And then I flip over to you and then it's my mom in the same poses and stuff. That's weird. Come on, mom. So, but yeah, it honestly just like block your mom or do what I do. And just, you know, like, like I'm, thank God my mom and my dad never post anything on Facebook. <laughs> like that would just be weird, you know? So, yeah. <sighs> But I, I saved this this last one because I just now read the username, and the username is Birdbrain. Okay. Uh, and it's an aptly titled post here. Uh, it says, need help cleaning my room. I've been at this since June. Yes, that's long. I have depression, and I recently got diagnosed with ADD. 
I don't know if that's important to mention. I can barely walk in this room and every surface is completely full of stuff. What annoys me is that I'm perfectly capable of keeping my bathroom and my kitchen clean. Any advice uh, is really appreciated as I am really desperate. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I've been through it. Um, so I had several years where, uh, I mean, I, I've had depression all my life. Um, Mm. but I had a few years where it just got really bad, like in my, in my early twenties. Um, and I would just, I mean, it was probably as bad as it could get. I was just, there were several periods where I was just no exaggeration, just laid up in bed all day every day like would not get up out of bed for anything um and so i i totally get it and i wasn't living on my own at that time so i really don't have a whole lot of experience with like dealing with a messy house because of it Mm -hmm. um but i know that uh once i would um get started Um, like if they're having trouble getting up out of bed, something I would always do, um, if I had to get out of bed was just get up and do some stretches before I get going for the day. And then that kind of would, I haven't heard this from anybody else, but for me, it helped. Like I would still be in a really shitty headspace, but I at least had like an ushering in for the rest of the day. Um, and then as far as cleaning goes, just like instead of looking at an entire room, maybe pick like a couple square feet at a time Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then it doesn't matter how long it takes, just, you know, take little bites out of it. Yeah. That's that, that to me is what actually gets me motivated. I don't do stretch. Well, I guess you could kind of say I stretch in the morning every time I wake up, but like if, if the room gets to the point where, I'm I'm like I need to clean because I I had that the other day where I was like I need to clean because uh, the girlfriend was gonna come over and I I didn't like the way that it looked and it just like I'll start with one small spot I'll be like all right I'll start with the bedroom and the bedroom's clean I'm like oh gotta clean the living room and then it's it's just like this kind of track where I go from one task to the next to the next to the next and next thing I know it's been all evening it's you know one o'clock in the morning the boys are mad at me because I'm up cleaning late and I have an I have a clean house and you're right if you start with one one section you'll clean it and you'll be like oh that's good and then you try to find a place for the other stuff you're like oh well I gotta do this and then it just you you keep moving you keep moving even if it's like piecemeal like day by day you clean up like 15 square feet or something yeah but yeah, the one thing with the ADD, uh, I don't know if this helps you, but I'll put on like a documentary or I'll like put on a podcast and just go. Oh yeah, it helps so much. Working in silence can be such a turnoff to, to cleaning or doing anything you need to get done. Yeah. Do you find it weird that driving in silence is sometimes eerily calming? Sometimes. Good to know this not just me. <laughs> For the vast majority of the time, no, but mm. sometimes I do get in that mood with it where I'm just very contemplative and not really wanting any input except for what I'm seeing. 
Yeah, because I, I like that statement where it's just like, yeah, cleaning in silence is horrible. And I, I thought about it yesterday. Like, I had a 30-minute drive home from my girlfriend's place from where I was at. And I was just like, it was dead. Like, I tried to listen to uh, the dollop and a few other things, and I just turned it off. And I was I take the back roads because there's a whole bunch of construction. But, like, it was just quiet to look at beautiful nature and the, and the leaves turning colors. And yeah. I rolled into my, my trailer park, and I was like, it's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. But yeah, that was uh, that was Birdbrain who needed some help with with cleaning the room. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the questions that I find on the the R slash advice is is always funny just because it's like usually it's uh, it's relationship advice, some sort of sex advice every once in a while, and then like every so often you find those kind of cool little gems where you're like, oh, that's a legit question instead mm-hmm. that that I prefer. And and so yeah, I th- it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But nice. Well, Jessica, it has come to the end of the podcast, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been trying to. I I used to be able to go for like two to three hours sometimes with some of my buddies, but it's it's nice to do some of these shorter forms where I try to stick to a topic at least. So. Yeah. Nice. Doing a pretty good job. I appreciate it. And and thank you for checking out the podcast and then saying, yeah, I could join you. Because I, I know I reach out to the most random of individuals to talk to them instead of the professionals because I just feel like I get a re- more real raw story. And so thank you for that, bringing that to the table. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. So do you want to uh, just kind of let us know one last time who you is and who the little one that we've heard throughout the, the time squawking was? Yeah, so um, I'm Jessica and my noisy chicken is rainy and she's about to go to bed yes ma'am it is about that time well thank you jessica for joining me uh hang tight for just a second afterwards and uh for all of you out there listening if you do ever want to get in contact with me every every single link is going to be in the description and we will see all your faces on the next episode